I, I read a statement from somewhere. Most times the, the challenge is I have served and served and served and served and I have not seen anything. I have paid my tithe, I have paid and paid tithe and I have not seen anything. I have swept the church. Two Sundays ago, was it last Sunday we had this service of testimonies? I wanted to share a testimony, but you see, that testimony will take us about two, okay, let's say about an hour. And it borders on the issue of service. But I'll find time one day to make it a message. Praise the Lord. There is no limit to the extent in which you, you, should, you should serve God. There's no limit at all. In actual fact, you are expected, you are sentenced to a jail term called service. And you have no reason to step out of it. Many people step out on the eve of their miracles. When they stop, then the Lord says, what happened to this fellow? What he talked about, this is the due season. This what? The due season. So you keep on serving. The point is this. None of us eats in a day and allows what we have eaten in the day to take care for one month. How many of you do that? That this meal should take me to one month, or okay, for one year, because it's another journey, eating is a problem. So one meal should be able to carry me that far. As long as we eat and keep on eating, we sleep and never get tired of sleeping. We wake up and never get tired of waking up. We live and rejoice and we never pray for rejoicing to become tears. Then service has no end. Kingdom service has no end. Can you put that thing on there for me? Something that I read, I don't know who said it. Uh, so I've written anonymous over there, and it's a very interesting statement. Very, very interesting. I, I, I would rather a better, better wear out for Jesus Christ than rust out. I made him to highlight two phrases there: wear out and rust out so you are either serving or you rust so a service itself is like a lubrication for the believer you lubricate your system your spirit with service whether you like it or not you must be doing something when you get rusted, spiritually rusted, you will pay a lot of price to return. So whoever made that statement says, I'll better wear out. Let me so serve and wear out. Unfortunately for that person, he didn't consider, didn't remember that people don't wear out when they serve. 
He said, the branches that bear fruit, what does he do? He prunes them. He prunes them. He removes the things that shouldn't be on those branches, the parasites, the deficiencies. He takes care of all those things so that the branch will bear more fruits. So a person who is given to service is the one that the Spirit of God will work upon for greater service. So there's no wearing out here. But he says, even if I have to wear out, I'll prefer that one to rusting out. How far will I go in my service? So I'm sharing briefly on what I describe as a destination of kingdom service. Where is kingdom service going to alight? Where is it going to? How far is it going? If I get into service, how far will I go? To what extent? At which point will I be able to say that I'm done? There is no time like that. There is no point like that. There is nothing that will let you, that will qualify you to say that I'm done. The Bible says they go from strength to strength. Every one of them appearing before God. They go from strength to strength. There is a dimension of blessing in service that you cannot afford to miss. You can't. It is service that brought me into ministry. Service. That is what made the woman to insult me when I had never offended her. Insulted me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. It is service that made me leave my apartment to go and rent a two-bedroom, a two-room, not two-bedroom, in a compound house. I left the duplex they gave me and went to rent. What do you call that one? Eh? Room and parlor, yeah? Room and parlor. Chamber and hall, room and parlor. That's how we call it, yeah? With no furniture except for my bed. So that I could be near the church. So that they could put some items from the, of the church inside my, where I was dwelling. So I could weed the place in the morning before going to work. It was kingdom service that took me there. But when I talk of service, just like mommy was saying, if you allow her to give her testimony in service, you'll be shocked. God gave me to him as a reward. Hey, true or false? Yeah. Let me just give you a little bit of it. The people who despised her so much, when we got married, by reason of my position in the ministry, apart from the bishop's wives, every other woman had to call her mama in that big ministry you are seeing over there. So when we went to Lokoja the first time, all the women who gang up against her in those days. Welcome, ma. Welcome, ma. Welcome, ma. Welcome, ma. 
One day she will tell you all those things. Your service may not be seen by men, but the reward will come from God. Indeed, they will tell you are a fool. They will tell you are a fool. And most times, it's those who don't serve who make comments. They don't. They won't do it. You see, um, this red ant on the colonel tree. They won't eat. They won't. They won't eat the colonel. They won't allow you to take it. Konongokaya. Anyamano onswa. Obo bisu kamani meswa anyamano. Amen. Don't ever get to the point where you will say, nobody is minding me or nobody is commenting. Nobody is recommending me for what I'm doing. Nobody is even saying thank you. Nobody is giving me recognition. Nobody must recognize you. Because you are not serving men. You are serving God. And he recognizes you as one that is very important in his ministry. And he watches over you to keep you that one day your testimony will speak. So when you are serving, don't look at your left or to your right. Don't look back and don't look. Just face the thing and be going. Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him. What was set before him? Joy. The joy of seeing you today was before him. Of seeing me today was before him. He was looking at those things and he said, what is the cross as compared to the lives of these precious people? I'd rather die. He endured the cross. A better way out for Jesus Christ and rust out. Don't get rusted. Don't get what? The kind of lubrication that they will do to bring you back on board is not available in the shops. It is not in the mechanic workshop. It is not there. They can't use this grease for you. Yours is something else. So you've got to do what will naturally lubricate you and set you on fire for him. If God's business becomes your business, nobody will remind you about the business. If God's business becomes your business, no one has to encourage you in that business because you consider it as your business. David says, oh God, you are my God. He left the corporate dimension to a personal dimension. They call you God, but I'm saying you are my God. That means whatever concerns this my God concerns me. And I'll go any length to ensure that he's excited and happy that he made me. Let God boast. Use you to boast. Hmm? Let God. Let, he looked at Job like then he asked the devil, have you seen my servant Job? He looked at Abraham and he said, I know that he will bring up his children and teach them my ways. I know. He was boasting. We should come to a point where God will have so much confidence and trust in us that he can bestow things that others cannot get to our lives and to our hands. 
a pastor must serve, must prove himself to God that he can carry the people along with him. A teacher must, must make God to understand that he is eager to acquire knowledge for the purpose of the people that he has sent. And so on and so forth. We have been fully endowed by God to serve in whatever capacity. Fully endowed. There is no one here that doesn't have the ability to do great things. There is nobody here. There's nobody. We have the capacity to serve God and make God, God, that God should get to a point of getting pleased with us. We have the capacity. We have the ability if we are not seeing that one, it means we have not engaged our potentials yet. We have not. Very soon the amount will be over and maybe the issue of our service is over. No, it won't be over. It won't be over. Service is a, a lifetime affair. I read a few scriptures this night because you went to work and you just came in. And, oh, I thought we have a clock. No clock. Can we have one big clock over there? Thank you. Don't put it in front. If you put it in front, they will be watching time. Put it there. Because I'm, I'm planning something against you guys here. Yeah? Very soon when you are coming to church, I'll collect your phones and your wristwatches and keep them in a box. <laughs> so I, you won't look at time at all. You will be looking at time, but you will not see time. Amen. And we'll keep you here. We'll keep you here. The Lord is faithful. Philippians chapter 3. Let's read verse 10 and then read verse 12 to 14. Philippians chapter 3 verse 10. And then verse 12 to 14. Can we see what nine carries? So that it can give us some sense. Let's see what nine carries. Hey. Oh. What about eight? What is he saying? Yes. I think we better pick. Can we take it together? Let's go. Have you seen that one? The excellence of the knowledge of who? Christ. Of Christ Jesus. Okay, go ahead. My Lord, yeah. How many things? How many things? How many things? Right. Go ahead. Everything is that I might do what? Gain Christ. Everything. The man was a lawyer. He was a Hebrew of Hebrews from the tribe of Benjamin, highly educated, a Pharisee, one that kept the law of the land. So if anything, anybody had anything to boast of, he had more, according to him. He said, I count all these things laws. And now you have read this one in the Bible, you are still using your degree to confuse us. Eh? Eh? When we say go and sweep the compound, 
if not because of Christ, how would any graduate carry broom at this time and be sweeping? But just because of Christ, you have already disqualified yourself. You have finished it. And then you turn around, you see one young man there. Hey, carry the broom, my friend. Carry the broom. It is now an issue of age. Social status. Now, I count all these things. It's rubbish. Something that should not be treasured at all. I'm not saying go and throw away your certificates. No. I'm saying that your certificates are meaningful when they are subjected to God. They are meaningful and effective. Every knowledge that you carry becomes useful and attractive when you bring it to the radar of God and say, Lord, here am I. I present my crowns before you. These are my cups. My crowns, the diadems I have received in life, all these things are here. I'm from the family of the king, so I'm a prince. God said, cancel that one. Cancel what? Cancel that. Cancel it. You say, I have Bachelor of Science in Technology. He said, cancel, cancel it. Ha! Huh? God, that is my degree. Say, you don't understand anything. You have a degree, it's called born again. That's your degree. That's a central thing you have. And that qualifies you to every treasure I have that the world cannot provide for you. So you put that one down. You say, when you get your office, show it to them. But here, don't do it. Okay. And then you say, wait again. Huh? You are married. <laughs> Is that a request for your joy over there? But it's not relevant here. So. You discover that everything over there will be cancelled. He said, no, I have a mercy. He said, eh, eh. there's another one that is called master of situations and circumstances. He said, that's the one you need. Master of what? Situations and circumstances. That's what you need. That's what I've given to you. So the one you are carrying with this golden ribbon and all the rest, he said, put it down. He said, I have PhD. He said, be careful, be careful, be careful. Be careful, be careful. I hope you are not one of them. Pull him down. Hope you are not one of them. I've given you what you need to be exemplary in life. All those things are useful, but they should not come become a stumbling block on your path of distinction before God. Your age is good, the glory of God, but that doesn't do anything with God. Your, your grandma scroll to play her roots. You see, yeah, you see. God says, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You are confusing people with your grandma. Praise God. He said, everything I put aside. There's just one objective. I want to know this God. That I may know him. He calls something over there, the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. said, to whom and for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain him. That I may do what? Gain him. 
Do you know something? In Acts chapter 3, Peter and John were going to the temple. They followed the gate called Beautiful. And they saw a man who was crippled from the mother's tomb. That's what the Bible says. And that man was brought every day to sit over there and then ask for arms. And he asked, he expected arms from Peter and John. And then they said, silver and gold we don't have. It doesn't mean they were poor. Silver and gold can be given to us anytime we need it. We don't have it. But anytime we need it, silver and gold they will come. But such as I have, I give to you. And he says, in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. I have the authority given by Jesus. I have the documents of attorney to stand in for Jesus. I have in him, I have who? Jesus. And on the basis of the authority, I command the rise and walk. You'd rather have that one. Amen? You'd rather have that one than be talking about coins and all that. Because the money that you have, you are talking about somebody says coins. That's breakfast. Breakfast what? All the money you are talking about. Somebody will tell you that's for breakfast. You know it's very annoying. Very annoying, you know. Your money, you, you treasure the money you have. You think it's some good money. And then when this is somebody, he tells you, uh, we went to a place for dinner. And uh, by the grace of God, when we were leaving, we had spent so and so and so thousands of uh, of cities. And you, 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 you open your mouth and look at the man and say, What's wrong with this man? This is my annual salary. <laughs> it is my what? Annual salary. That you use for one dinner. How about? How about? But that is it. But if you have him, then out of him will flow whatever you need to use. And you discover, and I've said it here before, sit down, reflect, check the amount of money you have used from January till now. Check your allowance or your salary, the profit you make from your business, and see if you are not qualified to be called a thief. Because what you have used is much more than what you have received. Or legally so, the one on paper, that is your allowance. And then you, are, you have, they can charge you for corruption. Praise God. And sometimes they ask you to even tell where you get the money from. You can't even say so. Because you went to the shop, you bought a lot of things. And then someone just came and said, ah, brother, good morning. How are you, sir? Please, add this one to mine. Add his own to mine. I take care of that one. They have not computed the thing for you to know how much. And then somebody came and paid. So do you even know how much the person gave you? No. Can't give account of that one. He's a mysterious God. Mysterious. You are buying ticket to enter a bus or ticket to enter a plane. And then somebody says, excuse me, sir. Please allow me. Allow me. Please allow me to take this blessing. Allow me, please. Hello? And like some of you do, 
Sometimes when we give them money to buy some things for us, they will go and come back and say that uh, we, we paid. So my wife will ask you, is it that our money was not good enough to pay? <laughs> but that is just what you've been doing to us. And God bless you for insulting us. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. It's, it's a pleasant insult, isn't it also? It's a pleasant one. Great. Let's go on. Let's go on. Go back, go back, go back, go back to Philippians. Verse what? Yeah. He has defined two types of righteousness. I don't want to go there. One day you ask a pastor to teach you. Let's go ahead. Fellowship is that? Fellowship of what? His sufferings. Fellowship of his suffering. Now somebody's suffering, you are having fellowship with it. Hmm? That story I'll be telling you one day, my Ghanaian community said, we are going to high commissioner to inform him. I was in Nigeria then. And I said, was God blind when I was coming, didn't God have his eyes open? If God's eyes were open and he saw me being sent to a place like this, then leave him to do what he wants to do. And I remember one of my friends, he insulted me. He said, when did you come into the faith? Ever since you became a Christian, you are, you are proving that you have been there longer than we have been there. I said, you've not been there. If I'm telling you that even now, you've not been there. You have been in church. This is my mouth didn't come yesterday. It has been there for long. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 are, you came, you are in church. I, I, I'm a Christian. You are in church. He insulted me. In fact, he insulted me until he died. He didn't leave him. Pastor, my friend Jesse. He said, to, we are too known. We are too known. We are too known. I But was God sleeping? Was he sleeping? No. If you allow it, there is a purpose. There's what? A purpose. So let him do what he wants to do. All this one, that small challenge you call your uncle. Please come and take me out from here. The day your uncle's connection will fail, you will weep like a baby. Say, God is sufficient for me. He's more than enough. Is what? He's more than enough. So anything you are doing in response to his command, do so with joy. Do that one with great joy because he is not a debtor. He will not own you. He will not owe you. He will pay you when the, the time is due. And when he pays you, when you check what you have received, you'll be ashamed. It takes God to turn your mourning into dancing. That you were mourning yesterday and now they see you dancing. Who 
can do that kind of job? That because of 100,000, you are taking you to prison. And then suddenly he steps in. And when he steps in, what, you, what comes to you cancels the 100,000 and gives you overdose, overdose, overdose. The overdose, the kind of money that will make you dance without drumming. He turns your morning into what? Dancing. If you believe in that one, then when morning comes, forget about morning and get connected. Amen. That's what Paul is saying. I put everything aside, I sacrifice everything. I want to gain this Christ. I want to have fellowship with his sufferings. What I'm going through, can it be compared to what he went through to save me? It cannot. So what is my problem here? If I'm following this path, that would one they call narrow way, there will be bruises here and there. But at the end of the day, I'll get to where I'm going. Amen. I'll get to a place of lifting. Amen. So you are serving. And God is watching your work. As you keep on serving, he visits your work. And when he visits your work, you will discover everything will begin to blow here and there. Things are just coming, they fall in place. Great things are happening. And you begin to wonder, what's happening here? Sometimes you ask God, Lord, what did I do? And I've never heard him answer that question. He won't answer you. As if to say, shut up and just enjoy it. Do what? Shut up and then keep on enjoying. That's all. Our God is just great. He's wonderful. Now let's just use uh, Philippians and let me not go to any other one. Now go ahead. Go ahead. There's something I'm looking for. From verse 12. Not that I've already attained... Or I'm already perfected. But I press on. What do I do? I press on. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. That I may apprehend that for which I have been apprehended. He laid hold on you for a purpose. He has apprehended you. There is what you've got to apprehend. So you press on. You do what? You press on. Don't come to church and you see there's no one to usher. But you see, you came but there's no usher. And then just sit down. I'm not an usher. And guests are coming. No one to receive them. Thank God they don't have any uniform. So carry your own and stand there. When they come, hand over to them and then come and sit down. But you sit down here and people are coming. They don't know where to sit. And the same you, you are complaining. They didn't arrange their chairs well. You are, thank God that your hands are still intact. Amen? Good. So you go the extra mile to get things done. The only place that we won't advise you to go is the technical side. So you won't come and you saw our piano. That nobody, nobody, nobody is playing piano and say, I, by faith, 
I can, and then go and say, with all your might, after eating some cake, you just come here and manifest and destroy all, all the keys for us. Or you go to play drums and you will use the stick to make holes. No, 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 no. There are things that you need to be coached small. Amen. And when the Holy Ghost directs us, okay, go and sit down there and play something. Amen. But there are many things that you can do. There is no one here to back up prayer. And you say, whatever it is, get involved. Do what? Get involved. <laughs> you know when they stand to sing, everybody has his own voice. You can't compare uh, people's voices. In the same way, when they are backing prayer, it's different tones. I enjoy the thing. It's good. Today the place was very hot, very hot. Wonderful. Amen. You have the capacity to do something. If I can do all things through Christ, who does what? Who strengthens me. So you don't come and sit and say, this is somebody's work. The person is not here, so nobody will do it. We are waiting for him to come. It's not good. Tell someone that is not good. Amen. I must press on. I do what? Don't sit down. Press on. All right. He said, not that what? I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on. I like that one. There's a higher calling. Go there. I press on. There's a higher calling, the higher dimension of attainment. Can you go to the next one, please? Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. One major obstacle in the life of many people is their past. Their past. Either past successes or past failures. Forget about their past. Don't become a historian in the church. Don't tell us about the past. Let's see what you are doing now. Amen? Let's see what you are doing now. So you have not yet arrived. Don't sit down. When you read 1 Kings 13, you will see what happened to that young man. That young prophet. He got to a point in time, he thought he was okay. He sat down and was enjoying the shade of that tree. I believe he even dozed a little. He must have been beating his chest. That's me, that's me. Small boy danger. That's me. And then his end was something else. So you don't sit down. You keep on working to the day the Lord calls you. Keep on doing what? And there's always work to do. But the bigger one is the, is the field over there to win souls. They never finish. So keep on. So I press on. I forget the past. What I got yesterday will not stand for today. So let me get to this one because you pray daily for food. Is that not so? Give us our daily what? Bread. Then also release your daily service. Do it. Tell someone don't get tired. <laughs> Jesus told them, he said, just move from that place to the next place because you will never finish until the end comes. There's so much work to do. We can never finish. So there's no rest. There's no what? Tell someone there's no rest. One politician was asked, they interviewed him, 
And they said, what will you do when your government comes to power? What will you do about student unrest? Say, students, how can they rest? No? Huh? From the dormitory to the classroom, classroom to dining hall, dining hall to classroom, classroom, they can't rest. So as for student unrest, there's nothing we can do about it. He didn't understand what unrest was. And I agree with him perfectly. There's no rest. There's no, in the kingdom, there's no rest. You don't get holiday. There's no uh, what, whatever. You say maternity leave. We don't maternize anything. You, 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 when you are pregnant, you give birth, you continue. As you are giving birth, you still go ahead. and be, Because in the labor world, you still preach somebody. You don't get tired. If you don't get anybody, begin to preach to your child. Lay hands, prophesy to that child, you are still in business. You are what? In business. And somebody will ask you, can the child hear you? You don't understand anything. This child hears everything. The people don't hear people like you. Why? Because you don't understand some of these mysteries. But if you allow me to show you something today, you begin to understand mystery. It's okay, show me. Business continues. Lead the person to Christ. And then he will also keep on going. Meanwhile, it is you and your son or your daughter doing service on their bed. Very simple. He said, you know this song? You know this song? You teach the song. He said, let's sing it now. And then you are singing. And some of you think children don't hear. I'm telling you, they hear. Even the womb, they hear. Hallelujah. So every time is your time. Finally, 14. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I press forward towards the goal for the prize. And that goal, your eyes are not seeing them until when it comes. When it shows you on the screen, and you will be very sure that the goal is very close to you, but you give up. You will not be caught in that realm. Amen. You will keep on pressing forward. Amen. You will get to the point where God will say, welcome home, my dear son. And there should be a commendation over your life. Because you will never get rusted. And you will not get worn out. Rise to your feet. Glory to God. So where is the destination of my service? Somebody tell me. Till Jesus what? Comes. No retirement. You will never finish. You know, people are getting born. They, they, give, they give birth to people plenty, plenty every day. Plenty of them. Every day. So you have work to do. Put your hands together onto Jesus.